Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. You can find me on Instagram at Lonnie Swain, L-O-N-I-S-W-A-I-N. The podcast is on Instagram as well, at Lonnie Swain Show. And don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And after you listen and enjoy the episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. We cover a variety of topics on the podcast, but for the month of February, we've been focused on relationships. And one relationship we have yet to cover is the relationship between parent and child. Now, that's where my dear friend Katie Hill comes in. She is a registered play therapist supervisor, and we're going to talk a lot about that relationship between parent and child. But before we get into that, Katie, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Well, when I was a kid, I thought that I would like to be a teacher for the longest time. I used to play school and I had a little classroom that I had created. And so I always thought that that was what I would become. But after my parents divorced when I was seven years old, they actually took me to a counselor And she was so helpful to me, um, really helped me to identify my feelings and trust in myself more when I was going through that difficult time. And so after that, I kind of thought, you know, as I got older, I I remember that and thought about how much she helped me and how I kind of wanted to give that back to other kids and other families. So I decided that that was the route I would prefer to go. So you always knew you wanted to work with kids in the counseling field or just that you wanted to be in the counseling profession? I think for the most part, always wanting to work with kids, you know, because I wanted to be a teacher and I was always so drawn to working with children. I felt confident in that area. I felt like I was really good with kids. So probably, yes. And so this month of February is the month of love and relationships. And so that's why I thought it would be cool to have you on to talk about that parent-child relationship. Because before we get into the friendships and before we get into the romantic relationships, your first relationship is with your parents. And so you work with kids, but in a special kind of therapy called play therapy. So can you tell people a little bit about what play therapy is if they're not familiar? Sure. The idea behind play therapy is that for children, the way they communicate is through play. So we say that play is their language and they use the toys within the room as their words to communicate with the therapist things that are troubling them. And as a play therapist, I'm trained in the language of play. So it'd be the same as if I was, if I knew any other language. So I know the language of play and I use a certain skill set that I've been trained in to communicate with kids and help them to um, express themselves through their play and work through things that are troubling them. When someone comes to you, do they have to already have some sort of issue that's being displayed or can parents come to therapy just because, you know, hey, there's no handbook with parenting and I just want to kind of see how things are going and get a professional evaluation? Most of the time, there is some sort of presenting concern um, when parents come in. However, um, I do have the service where parents can come in for parenting. And I have had some parents come in, you know, when they are expecting a child because they want to learn about some parenting skills and just kind of have some support in that. So yes, I do work with parents individually as well if they want to come in to learn about different parenting skills and also gain support in that area. Mm -hmm. So what are some common 
issues that people would come in for? How does a parent identify some troubling things or what are considered as troubling behaviors? Because some people say, oh, my child is so destructive, but they think that's just a two-year-old, you know, or, oh, my child is talking back, but that's just being a kid. You know, what are things that are like red flags? Um, I think that when it gets to a point where it's really interfering with your everyday life, you know, when children are exhibiting signs of depression or severe anxiety where they're not able to, you know, leave their parent to go to school or they are at a point where they're not enjoying things that they enjoyed before, not wanting to go and socialize with friends. And this is something that's very chronic. And it's weighing on parents daily. And they're starting to realize this is a little bit more than just the normal kind of developmental milestones that kids do tend to go through. And I do recommend that parents, you know, when they have concerns, it is a good idea for them to look up what is kind of normal at the different ages of development. And even when parents come in to me, I always provide them with that information as well so that, you know, we kind of understand, okay, some of this is within the normal realm of development and, and, and it also helps with their expectations because sometimes parents, you know, they're not sure exactly what to expect. So they may think that something is, you know, a severe problem when it really is within that normal realm of development. But if it's something where the parent is really every day, you know, they're feeling a lot of resentment, a lot of challenges, then it, I would say it's something that it does not hurt to, you know, seek support in a counseling um, atmosphere, especially if the child has gone through some type of major transition that's happened, whether it's, you know, a divorce or grief with the death of a loved one, some type of trauma, something like that. I would definitely say come in and, and get support of a counselor. What's the, the age appropriateness for therapy? Or is there one? There's all types of different therapy modalities, and there are some modalities that work with children as young as infant. And a lot of it, of course, is more parent work, helping the parents, you know, with their relationship with their child. I see, I have seen children as young as two. I would say the primary age group that I see, the youngest, I'm I should say, is three. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, you know, the presenting concerns are some type of behavioral concern, whether it be maybe there's a lot of power struggles at home with um, mom and dad and or maybe some power struggles at school between the child and the teachers or some social concerns where the child may be hitting a lot or biting, um, you know, which is within the normal realm of of a two and Mm three-year-old. However, sometimes the adult in their life is looking for better ways to set limits with their child and better ways um, of disciplining their child. And so that's when they'll contact me. So what would you say are some qualities of a healthy parent-child relationship? Some, some skills that you work with parents on developing? Some of the skills that I work with parents on are being able to validate and identify their children's feelings. Parents often want to kind of fix or change or make things better for their kids. And, and that is a natural pull. I'm a parent as well. So I, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I try to help parents with is is more of just validating and identifying for their child what they're feeling so that their children can begin to have a better understanding of their own feelings, that they understand that even negative feelings are okay. 
that there are positive ways to even cope with negative feelings, that it's okay to express that and talk about those kinds of things. I work with parents on returning responsibility to their kids. And what that means is not doing everything for their kids, allowing their children to attempt to do things and problem solve some things on their own, and even to struggle a bit just in terms of being able to learn from some of those struggles, to not feel like, okay, I need to jump in and solve each problem or I need to jump in and do each thing. It's okay for my child to work with something and, and try to figure it out and even have a little bit of frustration around figuring that out. So I help parents with that. Something else that I work a lot with parents is on encouragement instead of praise. Parents tend to praise a lot and, you know, we hear a lot of good job and all while that's positive, it focuses more on the final product versus the process of what the child is actually doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of help parents to focus a little bit more on the process of what their child is working on. So focusing on details or saying things like, you know, you really worked hard on that. So that's more of an encouraging type statement. And then the the bigger thing that a lot of parents come in for and, and ask for help on is how to set limits, you know, appropriate limits with their children so that their children still feel like they have a little bit of power, but parents ultimately feel like they're in control. And that kind of keeps everybody feeling you know, that they have some power within the situation, but they also don't feel like they need to get into a power struggle. Encouraging versus praising is very powerful because I've never even heard that differentiation or Mm -hmm. even been able to identify it myself Mm -hmm. dealing with people in general or what I've received. And I can attest in my personal life, you know, you do more often hear good job as opposed to, oh, you worked really hard on that, or I can see you put a lot of thought into it, or, you know, just acknowledging the work that was put into it outside of the the final product. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes parents will say, oh, does that mean I can't say good job anymore? And I'm not, I'm not that strict about that. You know, I'm a parent, uh, you know, I I do give my children the occasional good job. job, But (laughs) yeah, but, but what I try to do is, look at the balance of it. You know, am I doing way more of that? Are they coming to me and seeking my approval? Because ultimately what I want for not only, you know, my own children, but my clients as well is for them to be able to look within themselves and decide, do I, you know, feel good about what I've done? So just more of that intrinsic motivation. And that's what the encouragement does. It helps children focus more internally and think about, you know, Am I happy with what I'm doing? Do I feel good? Or am I just trying to please someone else? And that's where the praise comes more about, okay, you're bringing me this and then I'm approving of it as the adult. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't help a child to really be able to focus on, well, what do I think about what I'm doing? In these situations, how do you measure the success of the counseling sessions? Or is that based on the uh, parent's feedback? It, It depends on what the presenting concern is. But a lot of times, yes, what I do is I have, you know, a weekly caregiver form that parents fill out weekly and it measures for them kind of what the progress is. So that's that's a tool that we look back on and utilize to see, you know, what is the progress here? If it's something, you know, that's going on at school, then we look to see, you know, if whatever the identified, the original identified behaviors that they have reduced 
you know, I formulate a treatment plan. And so we have certain goals and objectives. So we look to see, have those goals and original goals and objectives been met? And so that's when we make a decision to say, okay, we have met these goals and, and the parents and the children both feel like they've gained some tools that they can utilize and continue to utilize. And that's when they, we, we would make a decision to say we're at a point where it's appropriate to terminate therapy. And um, this particular client feels that they have tools now that they can use if similar situations arise. As an adult, a lot of people have issues with their parents, you know, because they didn't have the the opportunity to get therapy when they were younger, or they may have gone through some traumatic experiences. Do you recommend parent-child therapy sessions as adults if there are some unresolved issues there? That would be considered more family therapy. And yes, I definitely recommend family therapy if there are, you know, dynamics that are still unresolved or concerns that are still unresolved between family members. Yes, most definitely. In that vein, do you feel like there's no age limit of when you can turn things around? Because some people may feel like, oh, well, my mom is 60-something years old. She's not going to change. What's the point? Uh, But the relationship is not really what they would like it to be. Yeah, it really just depends on you know, each person's willingness to participate. There are times where, you know, for any one of us where we have a family member that we would like to be closer to, but maybe that family member isn't willing, you know, to to attend therapy or isn't willing to look further into their part and things. And so, you know, those are times where we have to say, okay, what do I have control over? You know, what part of this relationship? And then maybe make some decisions about, how involved in that relationship you're actually able to be based on, you know, what the other person is able to give. And those would all be things that I would say would would be good topics for that particular person to bring up with their individual therapist. You know, the individual therapist would be able to help them really delve into some of that and, and, and help them focus on the part that they can control, which would be themselves and what, what that looks like. If you could give three tips for strengthening a relationship with a parent-child, what would they be? Um, One tip would be for parents to have special playtime with their kids, to have something set up, you know, weekly and really have it be more of a time where the child gets to pick and choose. And as the adult, you kind of step back a little bit Mm -hmm. and allow them time to kind of be in control of their play. My second tip would be to validate feelings more and identify children's feelings more and just kind of say what you see in them. And my third tip would be to try to focus on connecting with your child before you correct them. I'm a certified positive discipline educator, and that's one of their tips and tools. It's called Connection Before Correction. Dr. Jane Nelson came up with the positive discipline program, and she always talks about connection before correction. And I think sometimes we, you know, as parents, and I can say that for myself too, when there's a behavior that is really challenging, you just automatically focus on that behavior. But the behavior is not really the person that's in there. The person that's in there is behaving that way because maybe there is something else going on for them. And that kids don't have always have the words that we have as adults. 
to be able to talk about those things. And so if we try to kind of catch ourselves and say, let me connect with this child, whether it be through a hug, whether it be through just stooping down on their level, you know, and talking to them eye to eye and just telling them, I hear that you're upset or I hear that you're sad or I hear that you're frustrated, you know, any one of those things and just trying to connect with them person to person and not just focusing on the behavior, which I know is not always easy to do, but in the, um, moment. <laughs> I've seen in the moment, but at times, you know, when, when you are, I think most parents are able to say, wow, I really saw the benefit of doing that. So that would be my third tip. Love it. Love it. Love it. So if someone's in the New Orleans area and they think that play therapy would be a good option for their family, how would someone get in contact with you? Um, they can check out my website at www.bloominola.com and all of my contact information is listed on the website. Thank you so very much for listening to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And of course, if you think someone you know might enjoy this podcast, please pass it along. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.